Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys and gals, this is Jesse, and this is Kyle, and we're starting our new episode 12 podcast on our March Madness Tour, Super Star Wars, where we talk about our favorite moments, right Kyle? That's right. So we got some awesome topics today, some pretty good uh, little feedback here and there, and uh, be able to get some things in for our fans. Uh, I know Star Wars has been our favorite topic, right Kyle? That's right. Always been on top of the A game, and of course, always uh, getting the best quality as we can. Um, tonight, we got Susie Shorts coming on, all the way from good old Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. Uh, Going to be talking about her debut album that she has with some of the music, and then some of the things that she does. That's right. You know, on a side note. Um, and of course, you can always find us at JK Podcast on blogtalkradio.com backslash JK Podcast. And then you can find us on Twitter at JK Podcast 101. That's the Twitter handle. And it's also the same on Facebook at JK Podcast 101. So you can find us on that or on iTunes, the good old boy Apple device. And then, of course, we have a new featured app. Uh, you can search it in uh, the search bar at JK Podcast. Click it, download, subscribe, listen. And then Kyle, tell us about that other app that you can find us on as well. Yeah, for all you Android lovers out there. Uh, we do have what's called an app, it's uh, CastBox. You can download CastBox and then type in JK Podcast and our little icon will pop up and then it'll go right on. There you go, guys and guys. And gals and gals. So you can download <laughs> sure. it that way. Had to do a double double on that. That's your daily double for tonight. I mean, it's March Madness. <laughs> That's true. So we got this cool little new mic now that we're using, and thanks to Kyle for bringing it in. We can sit far away, close by. You can hear us using the Omni. Hey, that's right. We got the uh, – I got to give a shout-out to uh, Thor Benhammer. Yes, that's his actual name. And uh, that's from the guys at the Art Institute uh, hooked us up. So uh, let us get it tuned up, and it's ready to go. Awesome, awesome. Well, like I said, guys and guys, we have some awesome new stuff to talk about tonight. You yeah, get to hear do. Kyle's and mine's actual personal opinion about Star Wars. Everything Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Everything from our favorite characters, from the wasted characters that we do want to talk about, to the hated scenes, the love scenes, <laughs> and then, of course, a little bit of in and out 
on that as well. Some little tidbits of information and such like that too. But if you want to call us and uh, give us your opinion of Star Wars or a few other things, uh, some of the times we talk about, you can call us in at one. Oh, where to go? What about? Oh yeah, at one three one nine five two seven. Wait, no, I'm not going to give you that number. That's Kyle's cell phone number. I'm teasing. Yeah. Anyway, so you're going to call in at six four six seven eight seven. 8491 at 646-787-8491. And first and foremost, Kyle, welcome back. It's awesome to have you yeah. back in the same room. Thank you, man. So I know we missed you. And uh, <clears throat> I know that uh, you're happy to be back in the same room with me. Oh, yeah, man. So Yeah, we got this going on now. Awesome, awesome. So uh, like I said, guys, you guys, we have some hot topics tonight. But first and foremost... Um, I went and saw this movie uh, as Logan uh, about Wolverine. <laughs> and we kind of talked a little bit about this earlier. Yeah, now. we got to. Yeah. And uh, what we kind of learned and expected from that movie is, you know, from the trailers is that it was going to be epic. And and being able to to really dive into and, and listen and feel the in and out of the movie, the cast, the, you know, right. the storyline, everything. It was completely different than what I expected. Um, I was 50-50 on it. I was a little disappointed because I wasn't able to really get that feel. But at the same point, I felt like I had more disappointment. Really? Yeah, I really did. Um, I came in waiting for an epic movie, a finale of finales. And I I wasn't even teary-eyed when Spoiler, when Logan dies at the end. Right. Um, but I really felt like they could have done a little bit more, maybe add 10, 15 more minutes, just for quality purposes. Yeah. And like you said, and I agree with you, and I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard you know mixed reviews and looked around the internet, see what's buzzing. And they even said, you know, as you said, that it felt like it was rushed. Yeah, it really did. So, but on a good note, what was some of your favorite, you know, pieces in it? You know, we got to give a positive note, you know, um, to to this whole Logan. You know, I'm a huge Wolverine fan. I know you are as yeah, well. Absolutely. So that whole series, that you know, and they knew that they had that big fan base, so they wouldn't hate just that single, you know, movies of of Wolverine. So overall, you know, like you told me, you said wait till it comes out on DVD for those who don't want to go spend, you know, twenty forty bucks on this thing. Right. So, and I agree with that. I can see that happening. Um, but what's some of your favorite points in it, you know? I really feel like what – I feel like they story put together. And like you and I talked about, Stanley had nothing to do with this. Yes. Um, yeah, Stanley guys that, and girls – they didn't. They didn't have anything to do with Stan Lee this time. So you might get that different feel. And a lot of people I heard were like, "Oh, well, Stan Lee's not in on it, so that's why it was so hardcore." But you know, also you got to remember, hardcoreness. It's also got to be about that storyline too. Exactly. I completely agree. And you know, when when we talked about Stan Lee not being involved as much mm-hmm. in the actual movie, it made a big impact. And for the first time, no, no you know, burning a DC fan, because I am a hardcore DC fan. Oh, yeah. It actually felt like a DC movie because mm-hmm. the quality 
and the epicness of that Marvel quality and epic texture they put out wasn't there. It's kind of lost in translation. Exactly. Yeah. And it kind of puts you thinking a little bit, did they rush the movie? Did they just do it to get a, a Marvel movie out because the pressure of a DC movie coming out every other year? And then, of course, Disney coming in the mix, pressuring them to get a hot box office movie out at the beginning of the year so they right. can milk the monetary uh, figures <clears throat> for 2017 at the beginning and the middle with, you know, the next, what's the movie called again? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Uh, or as they, as, as they call it. Volume two. Volume so two. It's nice, kind of cool, cool, you know. They got the little volume right. thing going on. So they'll be milking the beginning, the middle, <laughs> and then of course the end with Star Wars. Yeah. So they have to put out a movie. It feels like every yeah. single quarter. I could see it feeling that way. Yeah, and I felt like they just pushed it and they rushed it, and it affected the quality. And for it being the last movie for Wolverine, aka Logan, it definitely wasn't the way I wanted to end. And if they wanted to bring him back and do it again, which they have done with, was it, you know, June being yeah. killed in the movie and then coming back in another one later on, that right. would be fine with me to kind of rewrite the script and get it finished. But at this point, it's like, they just completely hung it up because, you know, they got rid of everybody. Like everybody died pretty much in the movie. So, you know, moving forward from that, um, again, Kyle, it's awesome having you back in the same room. Oh, I yes. Missed, I miss you. Dude. The bro love is flowing in the room. Yeah, man. We, we, uh, you know, we took a little business trip and, you know, like we said, like I, I said, basically, you know, in the last episode, man, you know, it, it, you know, it does get a little trivial, you know, we're trying to set up on the go and set things, but it just worked out where we right. plan it, you know, really good. Absolutely. To set up. So to bring you guys a new episode. Um, so, uh, with that said as well, um, so our overall, you know, uh, score for this thing is it's a if it's a hit and miss. If you're a huge, huge fan, then go see it. But if you're like, ah, you know, it's entertainment purposes, uh, you might want to wait till it comes out on uh, DVD or Blu-ray or even hits the Netflix scene. And also, speaking of the Netflix scene, I got to throw this in here uh, a little bit, Jess. Go with uh, it. Stranger Things season two has season been, episode, two. you know, is is coming on the way season, but also hit up your Game Stops and uh, those big fans out there, or you know, hit up the Lunchbox or some other places like CVS because they do have the new pop figures out. Yep. So you got Upside Down Wheel that's uh, sought after, and then you know all the list of the guys with Dustin and Eleven eating the Egos. Right. Really good detail on these new pop figures. I was very impressed. Pressed. So yeah, I picked up eleven. Cool. I, I like it. So cool. I need to get me a few because you know I love pop figures. Oh yeah. Um, but I will definitely say that um, it is premiering Halloween. Yeah. So all my people go out and get your motherfucking candy. We're gonna have <laughs> ours on the couch <laughs> watching Stranger Things. Dose. That's right. So uh, in the next step, I guess we should say is in ten minutes, Susie Short will be joining us. We are excited. Yeah. I know she's excited. She's been texting me throughout the week. Last couple of weeks, really trying to get her on the show. She's kept her schedule open. She's been traveling, doing some uh, business trips here and there, getting that uh, yeah. album out. And actually, she, I believe, was on another show as well, talking about you know her new album. So this is a really her moment, and uh, we're very happy to have her come on and share that with us. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then on top of that, um, I have a couple of little shout-outs here. First to the world. Uh, I know it's general and broad. 
but thank you to all the listeners we have out there. Continue to support the JK podcast. And we eagerly have been pushing and fighting and doing everything we know to make it the way that we feel that you guys would want us and the gals would want us to say and do and hear. This is the true, yeah. honest fan opinion. What what you think is what we think, and what we say is what you want to say, and we put it out there for people to be able to hear it. So thank you to the countries. Hopefully yeah. soon more to have in the several states within the United States of the America. Yeah, how many we have is like uh, 16, right? Some, I think it's yeah. coming up to 20 or something. I, it's, nice. I've lost count. Um, I know we're in seven countries around the world, including uh, countries like uh, India, China, yeah. Uh, we have Czechoslovakia, the United Emirates. Um, yeah, the United Emirates. The UK. Even, thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the, the Vikings in the north of Nor- Norway, you know. Hey, that's right. So, And then, of course, our newest addition to the family is the nicest country in the world, Canada. Nice. Yeah. That's great. So we've been adding on. So uh, definitely, I know we've got uh, some great things to talk about tonight. I know we've been hitting Star Wars a lot, but this is... I, I promise completely different than any other Star Wars topic we've it ever is. talked about because this is where you get to hear the dissected in-depth bisectomy, reverse bisectomy. Yeah. I mean, any <laughs> type of operation. Slice and dice. Slice man. and dice in, on Star Wars. You get to actually Picking hear the puzzles. Picking the puzzles. You're not going to hear the board vibrate or zzz, um, because you're going to hear us talk about a true honest opinion about Star Wars. Yeah. So uh, before we get into anything else, though, I really haven't been able to ask anybody. Um, but you know, Kyle, man, like, how have you been? Man, I've I've been good. You know, busy, busy. You know, we got a wedding coming up. That's right. Um, you know, that to you know the big car shows coming up, which we're gonna do. We're gonna try to do a on remote, our first time remote, like on the go little segment. It'll be about a 15 to 30 minute segment at the car show. Nice. There, it's it, Import Alliance. Import nice. Alliance is going to be at the end of this month yes. to our Mad uh, March Madness. So it's going to, you know, detail, uh, you know, what's going on at the car show, why you should be there. If you can't be there, we're going to try to, you know, send you guys that love cars or even have anything to do with cars. Um, a little something from the Atlanta Motor Speedway, nice. which over 8,000 people now are nice. registered at that show and is now the nation's largest car show and also in the world. Okay, man. So That's we're going to cool. try to bring that to you guys. Um, and then on top of that, I, you know, I, I pick up stuff all the time, you know, pop culture stuff going on. Yeah. And what I got in my hand right here. Yeah, flick it a little bit. Yeah, flick it a little bit. We've got the Atlanta Science Fiction and Fantasy Expo, which nice. is uh, in March as well. It's March 11th and 12th. It's right around the corner. And it's going to be at the North Cab Mall. And uh, we're going to post this up on our page uh, at the end of the podcast if you want more information. But admission is free. And uh, it's, it's going to have comics, cosplay, gaming, live entertainment, Peachy May Cafe, panels, pop culture, workshops, and more. I like it. And you can check it out at www.AtlantaSciFiExpo.com. There you go. So check it out, guys. Um, it's a neat little thing you got there. And uh, that's what's going on in our network of the woods. 
Absolutely. Coming up. So how you been, man? What's been going on with you? Oh, dude, I've been pretty good, man. Uh, just, you know, getting ready for everything. Of course, we're getting ready for your wedding. Yeah. Um, on top of that, we're getting ready for my mom's birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, mom. I love you. Happy birthday. Um, and then to my brother. Happy birthday, brother. I fucking love you, too. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, of course, my brother-in-law, Lee, his birthday is in a couple of days. So happy, nice. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Mr. Lee Moser the second. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, I have several things, man. I have birthdays coming up, all this stuff. Oh, but yeah. This is crazy. So every March year, Madness, man. March Madness, too. That's exactly what we're talking about. Um, every year, we have my in-laws do what's called March Birthdays. And they always do it on one Sunday of the month where the whole entire family comes together and celebrates everybody's birthdays in March. That's cool. So this year, we're doing it down in Griffin with uh, Lauren's granny um, at her house, which is typically nice. where we go. And uh, we're celebrating everybody's birthdays. So, and then we do it again in July because there's a lot of July. They do it in June because it's June. And then usually May, June, they, they go down to Tybee. So yeah. we'll be doing that. Um, so we've got some great um, plans. It's like we've been saying, March Madness. Where we're bringing it every single week this month and sometimes twice a week. So that way you guys and gals can get what you need, what you want, which That's is... Right. The smoothness of my voice and the rigged smoothness, I guess you could say, of my voice. I can make <laughs> a deep like Jesse, but no. no. <laughs> very nice. But, very uh, nice. but no, on a real note, yeah, we uh, we enjoy being on here. You know, it's something that, you know, you you the way we started this thing, you know, just tell them. It's crazy. Yeah. You, right, you, so call, we, you just put a post up, right? Yeah. I put a post up on Facebook. It was like, hey, look. Think about starting a podcast. I need another dumbass motherfucker to do this with me. <laughs> and Kyle was like, look, I could be one of the dumbest motherfuckers you need. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it didn't really happen just like a that. Just dumb but... mofo. <laughs> no, no, I actually, I, you know, I was like, man, I've always wanted to do something like this, but I didn't have some guidance, you know, and I knew that Jesse had some experience. And we just were... We're like, man, let's just go with this pop culture, man. Yeah. We we like, you know, comics. We love games. We love cards. We love, you know, looking at seasons going on right. HBO. You know, you hear us a lot on here. If you look at our past episodes, people that are now listening that are new or, you know, someone said, hey, tune into these crazy guys and see nice. what's going on. Yeah. But, hey, you know, we love this stuff. So we're going to bring what we like to the table. And if you don't like it, boom it, you know. There we go. We so tell us, you know, call us in. Call us in. Guest call. 646 646- Seven eight seven eight four nine one. Call in and uh, beggar at us. Tell us what you want to hear out there because we're we're getting to the point where you know we're telling you guys what's going on each week, you know, and and what's going on, what's some hot fire. But if you don't like it, you can cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> nice, I love it. Look at this, man. Kyle, I'm just watching Kyle sitting here like he's Lil Wayne going off with the handle, man. Yeah, that's it. So this is awesome. Uh, back in their same room again, being able to do this podcast. And again, less than two minutes till Miss Susie Short yes. joins us, JK Podcast Boys on Live. So that is the key that you guys can call in or hit us up on Facebook. We'll, uh, you know, roll your name out on what you're, you know, wanting to voice your opinion on. But this is the uh, the opinion time. Also, Opinions. hit us up. Beep, beep. <laughs> So we are live here tonight in the manor and getting things going as we're waiting 
on Mr. Z Short to come on here in less than a minute and some change. So definitely one thing I want to talk about um, is that with Star Wars, this new episode coming out, which is later on this year, mm-hmm. it definitely looks a little more exciting. And there's been a lot of leak stuff. So like there's been these fake trans, well, fake trailers made by fans. Yes. That, that's why I call them fake trans. That are made by fans, and they are fooling people. They're using like like five different. Oh yeah, you know, it got me at first. Yeah, and and even our friend, my friend Rob, was on Facebook, and he posted like, "Dude, I hope this is a Netflix show." I'm yeah. like, "Dude, it's a fake. It's from you know fan made thing from PC gaming." And then one of my other friends um, posted on Facebook a trailer he thought was of the next episode, but I was like, "Dude, this is fan made. It's." Got some little things here and there. And even though it was epic and it looked awesome, it still was a little bit of um, disappointment because people are out there believing it. But then, you know, of course, I have to be the dream crusher and, and tell them. But overall, uh, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the, the title. Was it going to be enough for us to get by and be able to be able to dive in and get our actual taste? And when are we going to start talking about the trailer? And it definitely didn't take long, and right. it definitely came in pretty fast. Yeah, and then, you know, like I said, I was sitting with, uh, at the Art Institute, you know, with Nick that we've had on in the past episodes, and uh, he was an avid fan as well, and we, I was like, man, this was just posted. Let's check this out. And he was like, this this cannot be, you know, he said, looks fan-made, we tested it out, it was, but it was still right. cool, but it does have pieces that were leaked from some footage, some early footage. So there is some true pieces in there, but you can tell the difference with some of it. Okay, okay. Well, okay, guys and gals, we have Miss Susie Short joining us live on the yeah. JK Podcast, and we are all excited to hear, see, and taste that music quality that she's bringing on tonight. Hey, that's right. We're talking about it. Susie, how are you doing? Good, how are you all? Thanks for having doing me Doing pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. We're excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. I know that we met at uh, my brother's wedding where, you know, you did some music there and it was awesome. Yeah, Actually, great. pulled some heartstrings, <laughs> if you would. Uh-huh. Um, and, and what happened there. And then, of course, you've always been really cool and getting uh, to know with people. And then, of course, being that social person that you are, uh, being able to push, you know, everything that you have accomplished out there to the world. So thank you again for coming on to the JK Podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, you know, Kyle and I are going to be shooting back and forth some questions, uh, talking about sure. some of your music and uh, some of the things that you do. But first and foremost, tell us a little uh-huh. bit about how you got started in the music industry. Oh, well, I started playing violin when I was four, and I didn't have a, a choice back then. Um, and then in my adult life, uh, I... Uh, you know, I got married, divorced, and uh, I had a legal career. And before the economy crashed, I got let go. And um, I got sick. I had uh, cancer. And so I took a real hard look at my life, you know. And I said, you know what? I'm not happy in the legal field. I want, you know, what makes me happy is playing violin full-time. And I always played violin, you know, part-time before then, but it wasn't full-time. So I prayed to God. And I took a leap of faith, and in 1999, 
I took my 401k and made Susie the Wedding Fiddler happen, and I've been doing um, that full-time ever since. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's definitely an awesome uh, awesome story. Thank you. Absolutely. So so you've been doing this since 1999? Yes, full-time. Oh, wow. Weddings and That is a big feat. Coming up on 20 (laughs) years. Very nice. I know. And I'm very blessed. Every year there, I reach another plateau. I get a, you know, uh, you know, well, I, I do a lot of work in Vegas now, which I'm very blessed. Kyle used to do a lot of work in Vegas, too. He was a showgirl. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Miss Susie, I was actually um looking at your page. Um and and you know, some of your events that you've done and some things that you've accomplished. Now you also are an instructor as well. Yes, I am. That's great. I uh I am a violin instructor. I am a violin and fiddle instructor. Uh I teach at two different schools. Uh, I teach at Jameson Taylor School of Music in Pell City, uh, Mondays nice. and Thursdays, and then um, I teach at Homewood School of Music uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Oh, cool! That is, that is really cool. So, what yeah. inspired you to to do this album that you were working on? Well, um, I've always recorded with different artists, and I've always, over the years, I've always I've been asked, "When are you going to come out with an album?" And um, I was inspired to do this from my travels. Uh, I get inspired to write music. You know, if I'm on I-65 and I see something, like one of the tracks was uh, Buck Creek Waters. I was driving around Birmingham. And I just happened to go by the Buck Creek River, and I got inspired. And so I just started writing. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah. So a lot so, of it, a lot of it is is really uh, organic and earthy like nature feel and could we pick that up in the album of course oh absolutely yes yeah that's cool that's pretty cool i I like that that organic feel and you know something too susie that kind of really touches me when you said you know you you're on the the travel and you're seeing things or hearing things and you just put music to it um you know it brings two people to mind of course you know my brother chris um when he would right um, and then my grandmother, one thing that you probably didn't know is when she would travel with my family back in the day, we were military, and uh, she would actually draw. She was an artist. Oh, nice. So if they stopped wow. at a certain area, she would stop, and she would draw the hard figure of what it was. And when she get home, she would remember the colors, and she would paint it. So that's pretty that's cool. cool. That's, that's awesome. Kind of what you do you do. still have some of her paintings? Absolutely. Absolutely. My dad has a lot of it. It's uh, Some of it's down in Florida. And then my father, okay. uh, I have a piece. And I think my brother Chris has one. And then I think each of my siblings have one as well. That's awesome. It it's is like awesome. A, it's like a family heirloom. As, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like what Susie, it sounds like she does too, is she travels. She lets her emotions and the music come to her, Yeah, which is the way it should be. That is the way it should be. Absolutely. That way you move other people. 
Exactly. And, you know, I met your brother and we've been friends ever since I've done his wedding. And it's not just a job. I, I you know, I build relationships, you know, Jack, and yeah, I think you know. God puts me, yeah. you know, in, you know, the perfect spot at the perfect moment, you know, and that's, I'm just mm-hmm. very blessed to do what I do. Absolutely. I mean, to be able to be a musician and be able to do what you love and what you feel for almost 20 years or really longer than that, but professionally for almost 20 years. Is definitely a feat within itself. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. So tell us about this album. What's it called? What's what's some of the favorite uh, songs that you have on here? It's a, a five song EP. I've written three tracks, nice. and then two are uh, covers. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Burning House. Uh, Cam- Cameron Oak was one of the writers of a yeah. by Cam. C A M. And I was, it made, I think it was recorded a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with the guitar part. And I just, and then I, when I uh, find covers, I uh, Google it or YouTube it and make sure that there's not a violin cover. And there wasn't right. one. I'm like, you know oh, what? Wow. I want to play guitar and just the violin. And that's what I did. And very it's, cool. And it's very cool. pretty. And, I was very blessed to work with uh, Alan Barlow. Uh, he's a wonderful guitarist, and he was recorded it with me, the guitar part. So very nice. Me and him on, on that track. Uh, Roots to Grass. That's actually Roots my grass. band name, too, but that's the nice. the album. Oh, yeah, and that's it's right. Available on, yeah. yeah. It's available oh, on iTunes, uh, Amazon, uh, Spotify, CD Universe, and CD Baby. And also on oh, my website. Cool. Very awesome, very awesome. Definitely, guys, y'all can go on iTunes, you can go on your Android devices, or if you have tablets, or if you even want to download it to your laptop while you're listening yeah. and playing some yeah. games or chilling or doing whatever, download it. Roots to Grass. It's the exclusive album for Miss Susie Short here with some awesome first EP here. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's that's really uh, a pivotal point right here, especially with your you know new EP. A lot of people don't understand how much goes into that and how much passion goes into an EP because this is like you expressing yourself to the world the first time, technically the first time, you know, recorded to the masses, mm-hmm. and this is what you're bringing. You're right. like, okay, I'm, it's like you're bringing your A game. You've got to bring it exactly. You know. So how how was it in the studio? Um, I'm I'm sure you've you know been in the studios and out, but being so personal and intimate in this studio, and it's for yourself, it's for your bands. How was this different from being in you know a recorded studio with a whole band or with a different group? Well, it was a different atmosphere. It was like my baby, you know, <laughs> you know. Before, when I would just record with people, I was just in there for a job. But this was a different project. You know, it had my name on it, my reputation. So I made sure that I was a big part of every aspect of this project. You know, pick the musicians, right. pick the studio. The um, My engineer is uh, Chaz Sanford of um, Secret Sound Recording in um, Franklin. He did a phenomenal job. That's great. So, Yeah. So with your schedule that you have with teaching and instructing and then being in a band, taking these, this music early in this album, it really took a lot of work, I imagine, and being able to 
you know, pour into that. Like, for example, you know, the Molly Maguire's, you know, the, the one I actually, I listened to that a little bit earlier and I thought that was uh-huh. really good. It's actually one of my favorites on there. Um, oh, cool. Thank you. Definitely. Um, I like that Irish, you know, the Celtic <laughs> sound. It kind of gets me all amped up. It reminds me of when I used to watch, you know, the river dance back in the day. Hey, that's cool. But it okay. was definitely, I could feel that passion behind it. You know, how long does it take for a song like that to record as a violinist? Oh, um, well, I've written this song like two years ago, and it takes a process. It's just, you know, just to, it doesn't happen overnight. And I finance all my projects by myself. I don't have a financial backer. I don't have a studio behind right. me. So, wow. you know, I save money for projects. You know, and people don't realize that now. And the music industry has changed over the years. You know, it's you know, it's more of the do-it-yourself musicians. And but I take pride in that too. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of doing that. You know, I and I, I'm my own boss. No one tells me what to do. You That's know, awesome. so I can handpick everything. Absolutely. So it just takes a little while. You know, so it, it took about well, I recorded it last March, and it's I just released it. Um, in February. Oh, no. So it was about a year, yeah, yeah a year ago. That um, is that is great. Well, yeah, I definitely can tell that, you know, the passion is behind it and, you know, the quality. You spend all that time working on something that special and being able to get what you really want into that music quality, yeah, into that album, the EP. So that definitely, you Thank know, you. I'm sure you had a lot of emotion and excitement and some nerves about dropping that album. I did. I was actually nervous because, you know, it's just me. I'm not a vocalist. So, you know, I took a risk of, you know, I'm an instrumental artist, you know, and a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't like to, you know, well, they don't like it. I have to build my audience, you know, it's not for everybody, but I've had a good uh, review so far about it because it's, Oh, it's relaxing. I could take a bubble bath and throw your CD on. I'm like, well, that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know. you want the, yeah. That is that is your fan base is the wine and cheese eaters and drinkers. Um, hey, and also the focus factors. Right. <laughs> yeah, I put me myself in there. I can listen to this. I, I uh, listened to uh, I think it was number three, and uh, I could see you know working on some graphical work and listening to Susie's album at the same time. It really puts me in this cool. focus atmosphere because it just really invigorates your mind. Right. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that that symphonics and violinists and all these things come together with the different notes, with different sounds, with being this yeah. this part of the violins being soft, these violinists over here being loud. All this invigorates mm-hmm. the mind, and I know Susie knows this as well, mm-hmm. and I know she can use this to her advantage. And you know, coming from that background, and I have a music background of you know being mm. in band. Uh, from uh, when I was in middle school all the way through high school, and I uh, got I love and enjoy it, and uh, I know what it takes to to make that, just to make the song work, just to mm-hmm. test it the first time, uh, writing the first notes on those bars, to even get it to a point of listening to it out in the open is nerve nerve wracking it, you know even at some accord, and then going mm-hmm. from there all the way up until this, you know, recording and then dropping the album. So thank you for working hard on this and putting this music out here. 
Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And and a lot of people don't know this too. You know, when you put an album together, it's the song order too that makes it, you know, um, important. That's you right. just don't throw songs out there. So I try to balance it. You know, and you know, I'm very you know well versed. I mean, you know, uh, like uh, Buck Creek Water's kind of slow, and then it's fast, and then uh, mm-hmm. you got the uh, Mulberry Fork, and then I mm-hmm. threw in the cover song. So. You know, I wanted to have a balance too, and uh, I'm very fond of the last song. And I don't, did you have a chance to listen to that one? Yeah, and actually, I, I was about to say uh, the last one that's on there. You know, the grass won't paint on mine. That right. definitely, I thought that was probably the most soothing. You know, <laughs> the most to me, like it. I, actually, I liked it. It's weird because I'll listen to music everything from jazz to hip hop to rock to pop or whatever in, in country. But I love classical song music. Yeah. Same here. And cool. you know, my, my grandfather uh, was actually in the air force band. The one that you met at my brother's wedding. Yeah. He actually, yes. the, I don't know if he told you, but he um, actually met John Williams in the military. And I think uh, we had a conversation about that. Yeah, he had the opportunity to to start that business with him, that music business, and he turned it down, you know, for love, really, for my grandmother to be able to do what she wanted. And, you know, he won't tell you. I think he may regret a little bit, but, (laughs) you know, he said he'll tell you every day he does it because he got to see family and experience life in a different life. But going back to your last song, you know, The Grass Won't Paint No Mine, I actually liked that. It was one of my favorites, but my favorite on there was, you know, the Molly Magwars. You like that one? Yeah, I love. Yeah, that's getting a lot of good positive feedback. That's like my favorite yeah, one is. that I wrote. But the, the my favorite cover is uh, the and the grass won't pay no mind. A lot of people don't know this. Neil Diamond wrote it, really? and oh, it was really? released. Yeah. And it was released on Elvis Presley's Royal Philharmonic, I think. That's right, yeah. That's right, because that's the only album that he actually won a Grammy for. I believe so. Yeah, it was a Christian album, I believe. A Christian folk album. You mean Neil Diamond? Or not, uh, no, Elvis Presley. Yeah, when uh, Elvis Presley came out with, with his. Right. Well, this was like a couple years ago that Priscilla Presley uh, re-released uh, the Royal Philharmonic was in London, and she oh, wanted man. to record this with the with the or the full orchestra. And when um, I just happened to go on Amazon, and you know I'm a big Elvis fan, I'm like, when I uh, to discover that song, like I got to record it, and. Yeah. I wanted to try to keep it true. I'm, of course, I'm not Elvis, but I wanted to have my voice kind of, you know, kind of, and I think it interprets that way, you know, the violin, the voice of, you know, right. of the main vocal. And then also I had a wonderful vocalist did the oohs and ahs, and she did a great yeah. job. Um, Ellie Jo Melky, and she did a great job with that. So I think it, w- it turned out pretty well. It definitely was. It was very, very passionate. You could feel it in the album. And guys and gals, if you can't find it, uh, you can definitely look it up on YouTube. Or I'm sorry, iTunes. <laughs> it's uh, Roots to Grass. 
It's Susie Short's first EP dropped with a two-year quality put behind it. It's under traditional folk. It came out February 1st. It's got a picture on her mm-hmm. playing the violin, and it has five tracks on there. So you guys and gals, get on there, download it, listen to it, sample it, play it when you're drinking wine, eating cheese and crackers in the hot tub <laughs> or in your own tub. Or if you're just wanting some peace, <laughs> driving to work or from work. Yeah, that's right. Don't be an angry driver. Listen to this album. It'll help. <laughs> but definitely, Susie, thank you so much for coming on the JK Podcast. We really enjoyed having you on. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy your, your album here. It's awesome. So I hope that it's successful. I hope you have more projects coming up, and hopefully you have another album that you'll be dropping here in the near future. I'm actually working on two other projects. I'm working on a, on a solo album, uh, nice. self-entitled Susie Short. And nice. well, I've been working on that for the last six years. Um, okay. But hopefully I'll get that done next year. And then also, I, I love um, gospel music, so I'm working on a hymn album. Very cool. Oh, that's cool. As well. That's very cool. Yeah, like old-timey hymns. Well, that sounds so that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Is it going to have like so some older hymns like you would hear like in Backwoods, Tennessee? Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to have Amazing Grace and Be Thou Vision and mm-hmm. also uh, Milky White Wave. Uh, oh, okay. Elvis Presley mm. song. Yeah. Like the that's old great. school, you know, the old yeah. school yeah. gospel. Well, I think that's definitely that on- a challenge. Especially, yeah. you know, playing on the violin. But I, I, I think based on what I heard on this album, it you made it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually impressed because you know, like I said, my family comes from music, and I was like, this is really, really good. Like she actually put a lot into it, and it's got great texture and quality. Well, thank you. So, labor of love. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And thank you again, Susie, for joining us here on the JK Podcast. And tell everybody where they can find you and your music. Uh, you can look at. Uh, you can find me at uh, com, and I have my album on there. And then also, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, the band name is Roots to Grass or Susie the Wedding Fiddler. You can find me that way as well. There you have it, ladies and guys. That's Susie Short joining us on the JK Podcast. Thanks again, Susie. Don't forget to download, listen, and subscribe. Yes, thank you, Susie. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. You too. You too. Bye. All right, bye, Susie. That was an awesome, awesome interview, dude. Being able to hear people so passionate about what they do, like we do. Oh, yeah, definitely. And really get that in between on that quality of work. I mean, I'm looking at the album right now. Yeah. And I'm about to download it. Yeah, I've got my iPhone 7S right here, and I'm like, I'm about to download this right now. Because <laughs> I I listened to it based on what she sent to me, and guys and gals, and we will have that posted on our Facebook, and then we'll also have it be able to stream uh, the links so you can get an easier feel to her music as well. Yeah. But, hey, um, I do have a question. What? All right. You gotta see if Susie passed the test. Would you? Is it good enough, mm-hmm. or is she good enough mm-hmm. 
could see you're working with John Williams. I knew you were about to ask me that. You knew I was going to ask you. I knew you were about to ask me that. (laughs) You know, there's only, there's only two people that I can actually say that I've seen or heard their music that I feel would be qualified to work in an orchestra feel or a symphony. Yeah. Um, And that is Susie Uh because the quality in the album is just amazing. Yeah. That's that Um, amazing. And then it's my cousin, Ariel, um, down in Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, you know, all the way in Biloxi. All the way in Biloxi. And congratulations, she's pregnant. And, uh, oh, congratulations. Oh, there'll be a strong and masculine child. Uh, <laughs> I know my cousin Sal is happy with that as well. That's cool. So congratulations on that. But I know she, I heard her uh, play once a long time ago at Thanksgiving. In a faraway galaxy. In a far, far, far galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just, I was just sat there and like my cousin Jonathan wanted to talk to me the other time and I just sat there and complete all like, man, I'll see her in New York. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's great. All right. But diving into it, that was Susie the Great. Yes. And, uh, I'll definitely find her music on Android and on, uh, iTunes. But now we're about to dive deep deep and far far away into yeah. Star Wars That's so right. we'll do this like an on the fly fill and then hit the topics in heavy form so Kyle I'm going to hit you with the first one yeah Star Wars Mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and start it off dirty alright hottest character oh let's see here hmm the hottest character Hottest character in Star Wars, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, growing up as a kid, yeah, seeing seeing the originals, right? I guess you could call them. Got to put Carrie Fisher out there, man. That's right. Pow pow. I mean, got to. Yeah, Carrie Fisher, man. She's just iconic. She is. I mean, she's a she really was a sex symbol for the whole saga. Yeah. I mean, you can't sit here and tell me that Carrie Fisher wasn't not just chosen. Because of her feel as an actress, you look at her background. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Reynolds, yep. Elizabeth Taylor, yep. you know, she had that genuine breed in that Hollywood feel, yep. And then that sex appeal for actors and actresses back in the day. Yeah, and she was still rough around the edges enough. Is that yeah, badass lead? <laughs> <laughs> she was like the ultimate. You know, sex figure in all Star Wars, like Han Solo for girls, yeah, yeah, I get it. Harrison I mean, he Ford even had the little vest, yeah, Western Star Wars cowboy, right? Kind of like Cowboy Bebop feel, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you have him, you know, as a huge sex symbol there, and then you have Carrie Fisher, and then Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, I think, for a little bit, but I think he was a little overshadowed with that because people loved Harrison Ford and they loved Carrie Fisher. Yeah, they're chemistry um on the screen and probably off screen i mean you know they're probably just practicing so much and being friends they probably you know found found this connection i can just hear the bush song you know chemicals between us (laughs) so but you you take them on screen and even with mark and uh being such a good all-around you know people um per se you know, it was, it was just cool. It, it really was a cool time. 80s, yep. 70s, 80s, excuse me. 
And then, you know, they did these movies and they just really captured everything magical that even started Star Wars. They really did. So they I, hit, they hit, I mean, imagine reading these books okay. from when they first came out. Okay. And then all of a sudden, oh, you hear they're going to have a movie. Mm-hmm. And they hit most nails on the head with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mind blowing. It really is. To see something for the first time truly put to film from an imagination mm-hmm. uh, in such a way, aside from a Disney movie, but really in a human form, was iconic. Especially yeah. back then, they yeah. didn't have anything. All right, so come on. <laughs> throw, throw we yeah. talked about sex. Yeah, film. we can talk about this around. all day. All right, let's go. All right, so uh, just thinking right off, right off hand, trying to give you a good one. Let's right. see. And it kind of goes towards yeah, how, like your character. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could, let's see. I had two, and I'm trying to debate on which one here. All right, so take this. If you could bring back a character that has fallen, okay. good or bad, right, and place them either back where they originally died and change it where they struck the other person down, okay, who would it be and why? Ooh. Well, obviously, I'm going to say Darth Vader. Mm. Uh, and the reason why I say Darth Vader is because I would love to be able to see him be, work with Luke and have that genuine uh, turn to the light. Yeah. Not just in his death, but being able to represent with the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the only other character that I could actually think of, you know, as fanboys of Star Wars, I would definitely say probably Han Solo in the latest film, especially now that Carrie Fisher's died. I think I they need him in, you know, that aspect. Uh, I mean, but if we keep, I mean, some of the other characters we could talk about as died in Star Wars, um, you know, Padme Amidala. Uh, yep. What would have happened with Luke and Leia had she lived? Would Luke have turned to the dark side? Would Luke have become a Jedi? Um, you know, and then on top of that, Obi-Wan Kenobi. If he yeah. had not passed the way he did, would Luke be a stronger Jedi to the point to where Kylo Ren would never exist? True. And him being able to control Kylo. And then... Mace Windu, you yes. know, in his death, it really shaped and forced Anakin to become the Sith that he became in Darth Vader. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. What what do you think about these deaths? So, they yeah. impact the story so much. Yeah, they could be completely changed. It's kind of like Back to the Future thing, right? That whole concept? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so you got almost like a butterfly. So, going off on that, <clears throat> if you you know, I'm going to touch back on because I thought about this before. I know all the fans have thought about this. Right. If Vader didn't get destroyed, right, the way he did, right, and he, they both took over Palpatine and they took him down, right, and they reigned, right. You know, also later on, um, Luke is he tells everyone that he's not good or bad. He's using both sides. And, the, you know, the symbolism in the movie, of course, is, you know, he's like Darth Vader. His hand right. is gone. He's got that machine hand. So, like, would he have been a, a so, Sith as well? Yeah. Would he have turned more that way because he had influenced his father, even though his father is, quote, unquote, seen back to the light side? Right. Would they balance it out and would it balance out together the whole galaxy and bring people together mm-hmm. for, for that whole 
you know, universal right. pool together. Right. So, and, and you know something, too, to build on that, um, I'm sorry for jumping in, but. No, you're good. Is his training, because, you know, he learned the ways of the dark side. He was a great Jedi. Yeah. Um, affect, did it affect Kylo Ren becoming a Sith? That's true, too. So he might have not even, you know, yeah. turned even to the dark side. He would have right. been just balanced it out, and they could have helped him train. Right. Because he always looks up to his grandfather going, I'm going to destroy them for you, grandfather, yeah. and exactly. I'm going to finish what you started. So would that even be a thing? Right. So Exactly. And you get the, the feel like it was an unintentional intention Yeah. on Kylo Ren. Yeah, it does. Because, and that, you know, Luke did somewhat try to balance the force after his father's death. Yeah. And so it really kind of made him into that anti what society is today. You have a completely, like, one-sided feel, you know, whether you want to call it left, you want to call it right. Yeah. Whatever it may be, you know, um, liberal, conservative, whatever. The Jedi were one side and the Sith were one side. And Luke was in between. He was a moderate to feel. And was able to understand both cultures. Yep. And be able to control it to a point. Yeah. Okay, so you ready for one? I'm ready. All right. Most iconic and epic scene in Star Wars. Man. Well, the one that sticks out to me, that's always stuck out to me, is the fall of Anakin. Oh, dude, that scene. That scene. It seems really... Yeah, yeah. The scenes, even the planet, you're on the lava, this ash. So that's a symbolism to me as well. Mustafar, yeah. Yeah, Mustafar. He is just destroying. You know, he's this this planet's making itself crumbling. Just the empire being the emperor telling him, "Do what must be done." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then the twist of Papatine yeah. making him into what he is, putting all these thoughts, yeah. having all this, uh, you know, Ooh. control over him and stuff, and then he is so you can see it in his eyes. His eyes, yeah. He's so. we're getting excited. <laughs> yeah, we are, man. And then like we're gonna have to watch this after. I know. I have it on Blu-ray in the living room. We'll, we'll we're go. probably gonna have to kick back some popcorn. We are. I got the, the Star Wars popcorn tin. Yeah, we'll be ready. But yeah, this emperor dude, man, just you know, tell them, you know, Lord Vader, go to Mustafa, wipe out the viceroy, do what yeah. must be done. Exactly. You know, rise, you know, all that stuff. I mean, just the epicness, the scene of when he is Vader too, being yeah. coming up and you oh hear him gosh, breathing man. and coming through and doing what Vader is known for in the epicness and the fear of his breath. Yeah. Iconic. The only other iconic thing right. that hits me right then right. is Jaws. Think about it. Yeah. It's those kind of movies, that kind of scene right. that you go through. Exactly. That's what people go to pay for when they go to Disney or if they go to Universal. You go in on the ride. Right. You know, these kind of things. This right. natural cause and effect. Exactly. And you watch these when you, you know you feel this the way you do when you watch the movie or if you've right. seen it in the theater. And just, like we said, the voice, which I'll play for you. Ready? Yeah. Doesn't that drive? 
some fear into you. I mean, think about it. Yeah. You know, it's voice and it's just like even this right here. Don't underestimate the force. I mean, you hear his voice and you hear yeah. the power behind it. So, I mean, I don't know. You got to ask me one because we're just going to keep rambling about Darth yeah. Vader. <laughs> well, see, I mean, even even with that, it's so iconic. You know, I was going to say one more thing on that. You know, he was so enraged. He was like, you know, Obi-Wan was like, don't try anything because I have the high ground. Right. He's like, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. And he's like, I'm stronger than you. But see, I think he knew he was stronger than him. Yeah. Even though he was a little arrogant. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. But he still got struck down. And, you know, I think that if Anakin didn't have that arrogance to him, he probably would have won. I would agree. You know, his power was there, but he was blinded. Yeah. You know, and I think he could have beaten Anakin. I'm sorry, Obi-Wan. But um, he let his arrogance get the better of him and he befalled him. Yeah. Because he was beating Obi-Wan in that because it forced Obi-Wan to jump off because he was getting exhausted. He's like, are you kidding? I have the high ground. Yeah. Really? You're going to come up here and kick my ass some more? Okay. And then, you know, he ended up jumping and Obi-Wan got lucky. Now, there is a thing where Obi-Wan is the ultimate saber uh, yeah. duelist in the, in the series. And I have a question for you with that. But okay, it's your turn. I'm going to respect it. Come at me. Yeah. Uh, what's the um, – yeah, your favorite fight favorite of all time in okay. all the Star Wars, all the sagas, you know, Clone Wars, in the whole Star Wars universe, what's your favorite fight scene? That would be the one. Okay, a lot of people nowadays would definitely say it was the Battle of the Heroes, which is, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan in the fall of Anakin becoming Darth Vader. However, I would definitely sand, or sand, well, no, say it is the final fight between Anakin and Luke. Ah. Uh. And I say Anakin yeah. and Lucas because Anakin came out at the end. Yes. And, you know, I just hearing him and his voice and just the power behind it while he's talking to Luke, you know, and fighting at the same time. When, when Luke is hiding under yeah. the stairs and the rails. and Yeah. Because he's exhausted and you see his fear. He's in fear. Oh, yeah. You know. He definitely portrays the fear that we all feel when listening to Vader. And that is the voice. It is just the end, you know, of what it could be of possibly his life. But, you know, seeing him and then Luke coming out and pouncing and being like, no, you know, if you won't join, maybe your sister. He got enraged. And it's like, you know, Vader says, it is pointless to resist. Exactly. Exactly. And you hear Vader's voice talking and reading, using his power, saying, hey, Luke, guess what? I'm your dad, but I'm also better because yeah. I can read your mind. Oh, so you have a sister. Oh, I have a daughter now? Well, if you're not going to join me, she will. And then he pauses. Yeah. They fight. And Luke overcomes and starts fighting. And then at the very end, where you're feeling and you're hearing the music of that scene 
and Vader is looking at Palpatine and yeah. Sidious and looking at Luke back and forth and you hear the music rushing and it gets your blood boiling. Yeah, it does. It, and then you start to root like, come on, come on, Anakin, come on, Anakin. And then all of a sudden, Anakin comes back. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Padme said, there's always, there's good in him. I can feel there's good. I can feel it. Yeah. There's, same thing there's good in him. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. So, and all that, what people understand too, just because you're not a Jedi doesn't mean you don't have, you know, the force flowing through you, through the, um, you know, the uh, Metachlorian. Yeah, more than you. That it flows through everyone. So it's not like, you know, what people understand too, that are, maybe they haven't, you know, thought about it. Maybe they have out there, mm-hmm. uh, listeners. Um, the fact that everyone is kind of connected because you're right. breathing in Metachlorian. Right. You know, you're breathing out Metachlorian. So it's also made up in your body. So you're right. all connected like magnets almost in a sense. Right. But the way it works is they can feel off each other. Right. Another Jedi, like if me and you were Jedi. Right. And I was walking down the road. Right. And you're on the opposite side. I could feel you around me. That's right. I had Metachlorian all over you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So ready for mine? Yeah. Okay. Well, now we talk about and and say, oh, this person would kick this person's ass in the fight. Yeah. You know that blah blah. Best duelist in all with a lightsaber. Hmm. So you put all the fights together, or let's just say, if you had to fight one of these in a lightsaber duel, who would you not want to face in a duel? Now that goes from Yoda, uh, Count Dooku. General Grievous, yeah, uh, Obi Wan, Qui Gon Jinn, you know Darth Maul, Darth Vader, uh, Darth Sidious. Even I mean, you think of all yeah, the different all options. these guys, yeah, yeah. Okay, one one thing I would say too, you know, um, good and bad side. I would definitely say not Yoda. I wouldn't Why? fight Yoda. I mean, I would think that too, but why? Yeah, because um, in his knowledge, that's where he would get you. Because when he's fighting, he is more calm than anyone around him. Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous force. Yeah, it is. Because he is like sitting back and just doing with you. And then he's like, oh, man, look at him getting pissed off. I fix him just whip his ass. You know, I'm fixing to put him in submission. So that that would be someone. And then on the other side, Darth Maul. Yeah, I agree. Darth Maul wouldn't want to get up. Now, I'll tell you this. A lot of people out there, a lot of diehard Star Wars fans are disagreeing with us. And I think it's because they would say it's Obi-Wan. And it's the mere fact of stats. Yeah. He's killed more Sith. Right. Than any other so he has more experience. Character. Yeah, he has more experience with fighting the dark side. True. But what y'all have to realize is the fact that really, if you're going to say stats, Anakin. Yeah. Because True. Anakin killed more Jedi oh, yeah. than there are Sith. Hunting them down. Order 66. Yeah, and then he even killed two Sith. Yeah, he did. So it's the same stats, but more than Obi-Wan. And also, with his uh, side story 
uh, for the gamers slash yeah. fans out there from PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, that kind of deal, with uh, uh, his apprentice. Yeah. The, well, what's it called? Uh, the Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed, yeah. yeah. Great video game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And uh, great story. Great story, absolutely. Star oh, Killer. You, you look at, uh, yeah, oh, Star Killer. But yeah, you look at that storyline, you look at the different people. I would definitely agree, Obi, or not Obi-Wan, but uh, Yoda. You know, you look at Yoda and he has those hundreds of years of experience. Yeah. Combining the Force and wisdom with dueling. And seeing him fight epically against Count Dooku in the Clone Wars, and how crazy he was going off on him, and how Count Dooku struggled, and then how Darcidia struggled and had to essentially cheat as a Sith in true form. Yeah. In the movie of Revenge of the Sith, you know, and that that I'd say was iconically put together by George Lucas and the fact that oh yeah definitely they had those epic duels. But all right, so we'll ramble. Kyle, go with your next. Yeah, okay. All right. The best, let's see, we'll say the best female character or your favorite female character in the whole series. I know we talked about Carrie Fisher. That's Mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. We know that's always going to be a thing. Right. So aside from her. Yeah, aside from her, your favorite character and why you would think that Let's say if you had to push them as a character in Star Wars, you had to come out with a design for them. You had to mm-hmm. push this character to the world some more, mm-hmm. to the fans. Mm-hmm. Which one would it be and why? Ooh. Um. Oh, man. That's a, that's a difficult one. Uh Okay, so I'm not going to say Padme Amidala, and of course I can't say Carrie Fisher and you know her character, um, with Leia. But there's one that is I, I just had to look up real quick because I was trying to get, make sure I said the name right. But it's um, Ahsoka Tano. Hey, Anakin's uh, Padawan. I completely agree with you. I I was going to say the same. Yeah, and the reason why is because. She was a lighter version of Anakin, not as strong, obviously. Yeah, uh, because he eventually killed her. But the fact of being able to see Anakin in a more mature role, and it really kind of builds on his power, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Because he he was a master. Yeah, you know, essentially, and he had a Padawan, but he wasn't recognized, and it would build more to the story. Of Anakin mm-hmm. and Revenge of the Sith that he was teaching yeah, Padawan, would. but he was not considered the rank of master until later. And I, I think it had a lot to do with the fear of them not knowing how powerful he was yeah. and what his future was. I think that had a lot to do with Mace Windu and Yoda really fighting against each other and saying, look, we don't know what this guy can become or who he is or will be. Yeah, so we need to keep him close to kind of try and figure it out. And I think that's probably what really kind of drove Anakin insane was the fact, like, you're telling me to do this. It's kind of like a job. Hey, we're going to give you all these responsibilities, but we're not going to pay you for it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. He was like, you know, all right, you're giving me all these responsibilities, but you're not giving me the title. Yeah. So what sense does this make? 
And then when he was appointed to the council, they're like, well, we'll finally recognize you as master, but we're not going to rank you the membership of the Mm -hmm. council. And then again, he slided and he's like, okay, so you're giving me what I basically already have and what everybody in the order pretty much acknowledges with the exception of the fat old men sitting in this room. Yeah. But you're not going to give me counsel now? That's another slap of the face. Yeah. You turn one cheek and now you turn the other one. So I would say Mm -hmm. definitely that. All right. Ready? Yep. Of all the storylines, okay, do you wish that George Lucas didn't touch the films in the 90s and added those little, you know, graphic moments in the original films? Or do you actually find them pleasurable? So you're saying, like, the the original movies, mm-hmm. if he hadn't enough like touched on those, right? You know how he added some little, you know, alien stuff here and there. Yeah. With some of the, you know, uh, scenes in the first movie, and he kind of added some little sneak and snippets. I mean, do you wish that he never touched it, or do you actually like that he did? This is a traditional Star Wars debate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I've thought about this before. I've thought about, you know, if he would have left it alone and they would have redone them, you know. Um, but I think it would have messed with the magic at that time. Um, I'm glad that they went ahead and, you know, did what they did. Right. As, as What I mean by that is, you know, he could have picked anywhere in the storyline to start, but he did it with a new hope. And I think he also knew in his knowledge you know, that later on we were going to have better technology. We were going to be able to, you know, dive into deeper mm-hmm. with with the, you know, story. Being able to bring all these creatures to life using animation, mm-hmm. using animatronics, mm-hmm. you know, going forward with all this stuff. You know, and that's a good topic. We're going to have to get Nick back on because he, he has some strong feelings about that. We'll have to ask him that question. And, um, go from there too. But, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, it would have been cool if he would have waited and then just, you know, maybe retouch back to it, um, do some, you know, refilming and editing and put some things in there. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have killed the magic. And it would have killed the magic as in the actors and actresses that, you know, like we were saying, like, you know, the magic they had, you know, with Mark Hamill, with Carrie Fisher, with Harrison Ford. It was just that time. It was the right time to do it. They had the coolest people in the world to do it. Um, so I would say, you know, leave that story, you know, mm-hmm. where it's at where it's in at. time. You yeah. know, put it in uh, uh, carbonate. Yeah, there you go. Nice <laughs> high five on that. Very cool. I like yeah, it. yeah, man. So, you know, I think that it's, or I like to think that that was his imagination back then that he put together yeah. today. But I do wish he never touched it as well. Yeah, me too. So I think we both agree on that for all you Star Wars fans out there. Kyle and I agree. Yeah. No graphics. Leave the gold alone. Mm-hmm. Or as Kyle likes to say, the carbonate casing alone. <laughs> That's right. All right, so come on. Hit me with one. We'll finish this up strong. Yeah. So, um, 
I had like two questions. Okay. So, but the picks one of the other. I would say, um, let's see. Okay. Think about this. You know, we were talking about Starkiller, Force Unleashed, all this. Have you ever thought about uh, any of the games that they've made and the other stories, whether you've seen it in comics, whether it was in the game, which part of those would you see wanting to see them make a movie of to kind of pull into the whole scene? Okay, so I think this is a classical debate of modern era. Yeah. Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Uh, and the game itself being brought to a movie. The game was epic within itself. It was probably one of the best Star Wars games, if not the best, ever made. Um, and there's always been that curiosity and the love of Jabba and Boba yep. uh, throughout the series. So with them not doing an actual episode or a movie for the character itself, to me, it would be a shame because yeah. it would add so much for the fan of Star Wars. So I definitely feel like he would be the best to add from a video game to, you know, that area in that light. And, um, I mean, that's what I think. I, yeah, I think that's that's the right direction there. Every Star Wars fan out there has at least thought about that. You know, they even, you know, man, you go from Bounty Hunter, you know, you're sitting there talking about Boba. Mm-hmm. Boba sitting there, Mr. Fett getting, you know, did he get eaten? Did he not? And they're like, no, man, he didn't. So, you know, because he had that such a short span, like span of movie, movie time, movie, but everyone yeah. was like, dude, he's so badass. I mean, he's one of the Metaclorian guys, you know? Yeah, he is. He's the, he is the clone for yeah. the clone army. Yeah. And just because to show how epic he is, and even in the game, they talk about it. Yeah, Count Dooku calling him and all that. I mean, it was just an epic, epic game. Great job done on that. Uh, probably one of the best games ever made for yeah. Star Wars. Um, but you know what? I think here's what we need to do. To end this episode off right, go, the second question that you had, do you remember it? Yeah. Go ahead and ask it. And I'm not going to answer it. You're not going to answer it. We're going to let our fans hear it. Hey, y'all think about it. And y'all answer it. So go ahead, Kyle. Tell them that yeah. question. All right. So the question is, this is the big question. All right. So if you could completely make a movie on any of the characters, the new modern characters, we know that, um, what's his name, is doing a young, you know, uh, Alandra... Uh, Calrissian, all right. You know, uh, Charles Gambino mm-hmm. is is going to be portrayed in mm-hmm. that series, right? All right. So, what new character or old character would you like to see back on screen, and who would you get to play them? What actress or actor would you get to play them? So, right. we're doing is matching them up. So. Any of the plot lines, anything that's going on now, uh, if they know some, you know, new movies that are coming up, you know, and they haven't cast anyone for, or that they would disagree that they've cast for already, what do they feel about that? 
There you go. That's the last question right there. So you fans ponder. Say it in your car. Say it to your phone. Call us. Email. Message. Yeah. Whatever it is. Comment. Hit us up on tweet. Yeah. On yeah. The tweet. Tweet on Twitter. And yeah. uh, find us there. But uh, you can find us on iTunes at JK Podcast. You can find us on blogtalkradio.com. Yeah. JK Podcast. Download, listen, subscribe at JK Podcast 101 with a Twitter handle and on Facebook. And you can find us on any exclusive app for free. And what are we always, Kyle? Yeah, we're always on the fly. And we're always just kidding, guys and guys. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this episode thoroughly. Listen, download, subscribe, support us. We love you guys. Good night. Yeah. Good night, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.